Hi there. Welcome to Mental Wealth Podcast. My name is Benjamin Wise and I remain your host. Allow me to shower the rays of hope on you, followed by a sprinkle of warmth. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Trauma, the Basics and the Steps to Recovery. Thank you very much guys for listening to the previous podcast. I really appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are the best. Alright, so we know we've been able to cover a lot of things about trauma and for those who reach out to me, for those who were able to talk to me, I'm glad you did and I'm glad you're doing better. I'm glad you're feeling very, very well now and you're so very much confident about yourself than it used to be. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about some trauma related stories. We're going to be sharing some stories. It is not to actually scare you, you know, it's just to make you understand that you are not alone. Okay, we're trying to build a community where we can all share our voice and, you know, help one another in the best way that we can. We know the world that we live in is... You know, it's a beautiful world, but it's also a cruel world. So, but we're trying to look out for one another so things can get better for us. All right. So stay with me and I will be right back. Alright, so quickly I'll do a, a run over for what we've been talking about from the beginning. We talked about um, how trauma can make you, you know, isolate yourself and make you lose interest in those things you love to do and make you lose appetite, just make you generally lose um, touch with life and humanity in general, right? So we talked about you getting connect, connecting yourself back to the real world, right? Participating in social activities. One, one a little at a time reconnecting with friends making new friends nurturing yourself which is the prop point of the whole thing very very important exercise workout but that might not be enough you need to take out time to rest to eat well so you can restore your body balance all right be very smart about your social media consumption is actually very very important you can take everything in all right you have to be careful what you take in especially on social media regarding everything that has been happening lately in the world all right those things can actually trigger a lot for for us right so avoid a call avoid self-medication if you notice there's something wrong with you it's it's best you go see a doctor so that you can get diagnosed and they can know what is actually going on all right and if you still have this pattern still coming in and everything try as much as possible to see a therapist all right i left my number in the last podcast i'm going to do it again at the end of this podcast my twitter and whatsapp number so you can reach out to me and you know we can talk things out and help you get much much better so let's go story number one is from uh we we got some of the stories online and some people reach out to me personally so um i will not be mentioning the name of course so i'm just going to be sharing the stories so the idea is just to you know see what people have gone through and you know you might be able to relate with it so number one story so my parents divorced when i was three 
I lived with my father between the age of three and 13. Uh, my father was verbally abusive. Uh, he, neglected, he neglected me basically my whole life. Then he started becoming physically abusive at age 10. I've been in and out of foster care system for three years now and moved a total times of 13. Wow. Even told the government about the abuse, nobody seemed to care. Nobody really did anything and people always get mad at me for not being nice to my father. I've attempted suicide seven times because of this since I'm 16. Now I'm too old for adoption. So I guess I'm stuck with him being lawfully involved in my life. I would also say there are some sexual abuse going on, but to be honest, I can't remember anything specific, so I'm not too certain if that ever did happen. I'm pretty sure there's a way he has done this, but all I can this is all I can come up with now. So um this was like a few years ago and I hope wherever you are you're doing a lot better than before all right i hope uh soon or sooner or later you'll be able to leave this place and you know get something better for yourself all right so story number two i lived with my grandparents until i was two years old because my mother tried to drown me when i was a newborn wow so much psychopaths everywhere parents wanted me to my parents wanted me back and my grandparents legally couldn't, couldn't keep me as they did not have custody of me legally. So um, I was sexually abused from my, back, from my father from age 4 till I was 13. Physically abused. Uh, it started from the age of I think around 2 and it continued till I was 15. I remember my mother trying to kill me. She shoved a wooden spoon down my throat at one point because I threw up in our bed when I was sick. My parents hit me with pretty much anything they could get their hands on. Sounds like an African parent. Spoons, those long metal cake, icing knives, belt, shoes, whatever. My dad once threw me into the wall by my with my air. Wow. Around 12 I developed a stress ulcer because of my home life. My mom showed me how to cut myself and would praise me when I do when I would. She fed me with pills to keep me in an altered state. At 15, I ended up in the psych world because I tried to hang myself. The hospital would not sign me back out to my parents and I ended up in a girl's home. I haven't been back with my parents since. Now I'm 29. I have no contact with my family at all. I have three siblings as well, but my parents never touched them. My mother always told me I ruined her life by being born. So I guess that's why she blames me for all the things she does to me wow that is so so sad so um this person that mom was foster colony uh went through this but now she's 29 and she's really doing a lot better she has a connection with her family and she's doing pretty well with her life she's really trying to get over what has happened but i think going back to her family or maybe probably even seeing them or being around them you know brings back those memories which so is just best for her to actually stay away all right so story number three says uh, my parents had a, had a divorce when I was 13, though I'm 25 now. My sister and I live with my mom. Everything was great until our lover from Poland came and they got married. She was a teenager in love. 
she stopped giving a shit about me and my sister she started drinking and her husband became abusive towards her and towards us every night i would panic i'll be panic worried that my mom will get drunk again the cops will come over and even make it worse when my stepdad and my mom would hurt each other all right she turned on she turned on us when she was having a, a rage when she was drunk from time to time so at 13 i had to become 18 plus i took care of the house clean cooked for me and my sister and wouldn't you know it even gave my mother marriage advice at 13 wow i still can stay a night at my mom's because i still have the panic feeling at night and yes we're still together and we're still trying to you know figure it out all right i hope you guys do i hope things get better for you guys i hope your i'm glad your mom eventually left um i don't know i don't want to call the person crazy as boyfriend but i'm glad he left him and you guys are together now and everything is going great i'm really really glad to hear that all right so another story story four i think uh at 11 i was kidnapped uh molested luckily i was able to get away i i had to go for counseling my mother had a shift fit and she started yelling at me that I was lying about being molested because I didn't have any bruise on my body. Wow. And she cancelled all my future counseling sessions saying I was lying. I will never forgive her for that because that really messed me up. So to this day, I never go out at night by myself. I'm always nervous. Anywhere I have to go alone, I live in constant fear of all men, even the men in my family. This is a serious thing. This is what women have to live with on a daily basis. And the funny thing is, some people don't actually believe them. Don't believe that they go through these things. We need to start supporting one another. When the story is, when the stories are becoming too common, when more than a hundred people are saying these stories, we need to believe them. Yes, we know some people actually lie about these things. Yes, we know, but it doesn't discredit the ones who have gone through this thing. So we really need to do better. And for men, we need to stop making life unbearable for women. Yes, this is not even the time for you to come for me and say, not all men, I'm a good man. Yes, you are a good man. But if you are a good man and you don't speak up against these things or you don't speak up to the other men in your life that you know are doing these things and you're just the same as them. All right. So we need to look out for our sisters, our mothers, our daughters, our female friends, wherever they are, we need to look out for them because this thing is real. It's really, really real. And it's causing a lot of trauma for these people. All right. So um, another story, I think the second to the last story. So I was walking with my little brother around the neighborhood. He was three at the time uh, because he loves playing outside. So while uh, that was happening, there was an elderly lady uh, who usually walk uh, two pit bull dogs around the corner so the dog started staring at my baby bro and i was very uncomfortable and they tried to get away from the lady into to our direction so one of the dog beats bites the lady and um started dragging her so the dog started running towards us so i picked my brother and started running back home i knew i couldn't keep up and i just wanted my little brother to be safe so I just kept running. Unfortunately, by the time I got to my house, the dog already caught up with me and started gnawing on my legs. 
and tried to jump over me and get to my brother. My brother was crying and screaming. I was now holding his arms with mine. I was trying to cover him up so the dogs don't get to him. So I remembered I had a pocket knife with me. So I just whip it out and I started stabbing the dog with full rage. On full rage mode, I just kept stabbing the dog till I was covered with my own blood and the blood of the dog. My brother just kept wailing the whole time. And before I knew it, I had two dead dogs who had been mutilated and another one that had his teeth on one of my clothes just right dead in front of me right uh the old lady turned out fine i ended up in the hospital and i guess i'll have to tell the story to my brother when we can have a normal conversation yeah so that was what happened to this dude so um the final story of today is from jenny graders so i you know i personally told her i was going to be talking about her story because i love it more and she gave tips on what you can actually do you know to get better over time with ptsd all right so here we go so uh jenny said uh she spent uh, the last year of motherhood now i love the story because a lot of people go through this and people don't really talk about it especially mothers when they give birth newly all right so i've spent so if you're going through sorry about that so uh, we're going to be talking to people uh, to mothers i hope mothers who uh, as who are going through uh, postpartum ptsd listen to this and you know learn from what jenny has been able to come up with all right so Jenny says she spent the last year of motherhood dealing with postpartum PTSD, right? That's uh, a kind of post-traumatic stress disorder that happens after you become a mother, right? So this holiday always felt uh, like a, a mixed bag, all right? Uh, I'm grateful to be a mom and it's cost me a lot of suffering. And I know that a lot of women are dealing with trauma this year, all right? There's been a lot of talk lately about journalism about trauma about covid and trauma and the likes and i would be remiss not to share what i've learned during this year so here's what i know for me the trauma became apparent when i started experiencing flashbacks flashbacks are sudden intrusive memories of difficult times that have happened to you they happen at random and your body responds to them as if they are happening in the moment by kicking you into a fight or a flight mode all right so i started to have panic attacks and i also felt dissociated i would look at my hands and wonder are they mine i'd look at the people around me and think am i pretending to be a human in the right way i felt separated from everyone entirely alone in my own experience generally the world the therapist my boss will tell you will tell me to to do some self-care when i started developing stress and anxiety i had a bad insomnia didn't want to sleep because of nightmares so folks suggested yoga breathing exercise massages and rest spoiler alert when you're dealing with trauma these little things do not fix you all right which is why i said earlier that even though you do all those things you really need to see a therapist all right because your body uh you, after you, you it calms you all those things calms you down your body still looks for way to to trigger those to trigger the post-traumatic stress disorder all right so your body thinks it's under attack and doing a yoga stretch yeah will not really do the job will not really get the job done all right I myself, I'm a trained yoga teacher. I love yoga, but you need more when it comes to PTSD, all right? So I, I went for therapy. So I went for exposure and EMDR to, uh, for six months. 
and my trauma was mostly resolved though i had to put in a lot of terrible and hard work all right another thing she she did was she uh jenny uh did walking and hiking because research states that you need to keep your body moving because bilateral movement keeps our body in the present which helps you reduce traumatic flashback all right so bilateral movement means uh, a, a movement that that requires you to go back and forth, tapping one shoulder, then the other, or walking, hiking in the woods, you know. These are very good to help you feel better. Then we also have essential oils. This is uh, this is something they use in aromatherapy. This is just to, this is you to keep keeping a very good scent around your house such that it helps you live in the, it, it helps you live in the present. You have an idea of what is happening. The smell of the oil diffuses through the room and you know you are actually in the present all right then community i talked about this a lot community is very very important all right this will help you understand that you are not alone all right and you will know that some of these symptoms you're actually feeling is not peculiar to you alone it's fairly normal for people to actually have them all right so if you're experiencing any of this you're not alone it gets better with help you will get through it just like jenny did all right this is this is really really thank you thank you thank you very much jenny for allowing us share this on mental health podcast so thank you guys we've come to the end of trauma the basics and steps to recovery all right i'll see you in the new and the latest episode that will be coming up very soon thank you once again guys i love you bye Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember, taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your physical health. So, until next time, stay strong, stay mindful, and stay well. Also, don't forget to check out all our other episodes. And be sure to tune in next time for more valuable insights on your mental health journey. Have a nice time. Till next time.